dear cheap astronomy. If we did colonise the solar system, what would we do on the different planets? Well, it remains to be seen if we will colonise the solar system. While we might manage to divert a mass extinction asteroid from hitting Earth, a supervolcano could just as easily end civilization as we know it. There's also the more mundane scenario of where our population keeps growing, we start running low on resources, and then fight a whole lot of wars over what's left, pretty much trashing what's left of the ecosystem in the process. But okay, let's be optimistic that none of these things will happen, and we will expand our range across the solar system. How we will get to that point is hard to predict, but some basic principles should prevail. The most important of those principles is that we'll go where the money is. It's just daft to think that anyone is going to foot a multi-billion dollar budget to establish and maintain an off-world colony just for the heck of it. Nor could the tenants afford the rent without there being a vibrant space economy working in the background. It's certainly conceivable that in the coming decades, various countries will establish bases on the moon, much as we see in Antarctica now. Once one country settles, then others follow, just to make sure they can get a piece of the action as soon as anyone figures out what the action is. For Antarctica, the main action is the noble pursuit of science, although no doubt there's a bit of fossil fuel and mineral prospecting going on as well. So we could expect that moon bases will follow the same model, with a fly-in, fly-out workforce doing month- or year-long stints there, ostensibly for science, but with an eye out for other opportunities. However, the cost of maintaining a lunar base will be some orders of magnitude more than an Antarctic base, so there'll be more pressure on governments to achieve some kind of return on investment, which is likely to result in those governments opening up opportunities to private industry. As we've discussed before, tourism and mining are the obvious opportunities to open up. Once you've got tourists coming to the moon on a regular basis, you could then start looking at trips further afield, since it's a lot easier to launch from the moon than from Earth. As for mining, regular listeners will be aware that we think the moon will be the future centre of asteroid mining, where it makes more sense to bring the rocks to the refinery than take the refinery to the rocks. So we'll be crashing lots of on the moon and then sorting through the rubble, presumably on the far side of the moon, away from the tourists. And if crashing on the moon works out, then crashing on Mars will take things to a whole new level, since Mars is next to the asteroid belt. And being that much further away from Earth, it's more likely that people are going to stay on Mars for years, if not decades, so the prospect of having children and growing old on another planet may then become a reality. Of course, there are other places you could live in the solar system, potentially anywhere if you're willing to invest in the energy costs of maintaining a habitat. But that is essentially the point. 
Economics will determine where we go and what we do. So while you could live on a balloon floating in the clouds of Venus, and while you could live on Pluto with enough central heating, it's not clear what you could do in an economically useful sense in either location. A holiday in the Venusian clouds would be a holiday in a dense and toxic fog, while Pluto would be pretty much a holiday in the dark, although there might be just enough light to make out the interesting shapes of nitrogen ice formations. And if tourism isn't a goer, it's hard to see what else would draw people or industry to such places in the short term. But in the long term, our industrial endeavours might expand to what's expected from a Kardashev Type 1 civilization. A Type 1 civilization has undergone a range of technological advances that gives it access to orders of magnitude more energy than is currently available to us. And hence that advanced civilization will have much more capacity to exploit resources across the solar system. And since we've just raised this whole new perspective so late in the episode, you probably already guessed that all that will be the subject of part two.